Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us, no matter where you may be listening in the world, no matter what time it is. Listening on the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app that you can download for free, or TalkStream Live, or the Paranormal Radio app, or one of the other ways you can broadcast the Fringe FM and the Secret Teachings five nights a week. Welcome to the broadcast, and thank you for joining us. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Get in touch with us on social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Or you can interact more directly with us through Patreon. We have a couple of new patrons. Uh, Joshua Loop signed up. William Mostert signed up. A couple other people uh Longtime listeners, uh, Casey and Warp, they're on Patreon, so we appreciate their support. On our Patreon page, you can see some of the stuff that you get with your patronage. Just go to patreon.com, type in the secret teachings, or go to our website, and you can find Patreon there. You'll also find our full show archive on the website with all of the montages in a separate archive. When you subscribe to that archive, you get access not only to the shows and the montages, but you'll get a digital copy of each of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Those three books are also available in softcover, and we do ship those around the world. They are free shipping in the United States, or if you're not really interested in my John Hancock, we can drop ship those to you in countries like Australia. Countries like uh, uh, even uh, we've had a lot of books go to Mexico, uh, some books that have gone to Spain recently, uh, some books that have gone. I think I sent one to Israel one time. So we have listeners all over the world, uh, a couple listeners in Japan, uh, I know for sure. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening and however you interact with us, it really supports what we do here, whether you buy a book, subscribe to the archive, or you just email me and let me know where you're listening from. Uh, it all builds the structure for a more uh, professional and a more uh, open radio broadcast, which is what I would like to bring you, and I do my best to bring you that five nights a week, and uh, put in a lot of research, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Uh, over the years, I've accumulated like probably hundreds of pounds of news articles because I like to print them out. I like to have the physical paper in my hand. You know, I like to, I like to be able to pick it up and, you know, crinkle it. I like to have the physical evidence in front of me. And I, I started doing that years ago just because I was a little compulsive, but I kept doing it because I would realize when I would find an interesting news story, sometimes I'd go back to find it again to show somebody and it would be gone. And it's not that it was necessarily deleted, but the headline was changed. 
or a very important paragraph in whatever article it was I was trying to find was changed. Uh, one of the ones I remember very vividly was a USA Today article. I actually had the, the physical newspaper, but I had found the article online, and it was about athletes and uh, athletes that could be genetically engineered or have certain quote-unquote enhancements added to their bodies to make them jump higher or to perform better. Or, you know, I, one of the examples was that, if, you know, basically if you're playing football, you, you break a bone, uh, you're not out of the game. They have, you know, putty that can hold your bones together or they can inject you with things that will re- take the pain away. Uh, so you don't even know you're playing with a broken bone. Uh, and and these are these are things that, you know, you talk about them, they sound crazy, but there it is in the USA Today, and you go back and try to find it, and it's it's gone. I think you can probably find that article today. They just changed the headline of it. That's one of the uh, one of the sections in my book, The Technological Elixir. I talked a little bit about that. So you go back in time, and you might remember, you know, some classic headlines. And sometimes you can find them, sometimes you can't. That's why the physical paper is usually a good idea. One of the articles that I I've I've always got a copy of this thing with me. It's like a it's a very classic headline. Uh, most of you have probably read this article from Wired magazine from March of 2012. It was about the CIA chief David Petraeus, the CIA director, and the headline of the article was "Will spy on you through your dishwasher." Remember that we will spy on you through your dishwasher. Now, that might be a headline that you remember, but, you know, there's a lot of other headlines that you may have forgotten about over the years, and I forgot about them as well. So I went back into my archive and I started looking through things. I'll tell you why in just a moment. But there's an article back in 2012, the same month in March, just a week later after that David Petraeus revelation that says Google plans to spy on you through background noise in phone calls in order to bombard you with tailored advertisements. And, you know, I've been telling people that today recently because I, I remember reading that article or something to that effect. I, don't, I didn't remember the headline, but I knew that, you know, companies could use background noise to, you know, they could determine what music might be playing, a TV show, uh, what appliances are running, uh, they can determine, um, I read one thing with like smart devices in your kitchen, they can determine what the air composition is somehow, and they can figure out, you know, who's in the household, uh, you know, if, if you're a biological man, a biological woman, a child, how old you are, just from, just from something in the air, just from, uh, you know, the air pressure, or I, I don't know how it works, but that's, that's what they said they were able to do. Uh, and you just, you know, you can go back to 2012 2013 and i feel like a lot a lot of people were more concerned about privacy in 2012 and 2013 and perhaps people became most concerned about privacy in 2013 about the midpoint of 2013 uh, when something very very interesting happened Uh, you might remember what happened in 2013 Uh, i'll tell you how i found out i was doing radio at cbs and I went to a gas station. It was one of the first mornings I did radio there, and I had to be there very early. I went to a gas station to get gas uh, right outside of uh, Winter Park, Florida. And I'm driving to get gas, and I stopped at this gas station. It was like a Chevron. And I, you know, I get the gas, and I go inside, and I, I, 
I uh, went through the gas station and I was looking at a couple of the newspapers and I saw this headline and a picture of this guy I'd never seen before. And it was Edward Snowden. And it said, you know, like NS, I don't remember the headline exactly, but like NSA uh, maybe spying on you, listening to your phone calls, text messages and all that. And I remember take, I bought that newspaper and I still have it somewhere in a box. And uh, I, I left the gas station, did the radio that morning. And then, you know, I started talking more and more about what, what other people were talking about. And that is that the National Security Agency, working with companies like Verizon and AT&T, were spying on you. And, of course, the companies say they weren't spying on you. They were only doing what they were legally obligated to do if there was an investigation criminally or if there was a matter of life or death. They would turn over the information to the NSA, to the federal government. Otherwise, they they make sure they keep your data private. They would never trade it. They would never sell it. They would never give it away. I'm sure you remember all those defensive tactics that the big telecommunications companies and other companies as well, like Yahoo and Apple and Microsoft used uh, when that revelation came out. And, of course, prior to that, you know, I had never trusted cell phones. I had never trusted any kind of device with a camera or a, or a speaker like, or a microphone. I always felt like something somebody else could listen, even if it was just a hacker. Uh, and I remember that, for me, that, that went back to when I was in high school. In fact, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't have, uh, you know, the same mindset I do now. I knew more about, you know, basketball statistics and hockey statistics than I knew about, you know, the, the, the world around me, about history or about, you know, symbolism or whatever. I didn't know what any of those things were. So I remember I, so vividly, I remember standing um, one morning, uh, I don't remember where I was going, but I was going somewhere with, you know, I was younger, I was still in high school, I was going somewhere and there was a, like a, a thing on the TV that said you can't, you can't avoid your cell phones listening to you unless you take the battery out of them. And I remember I had to do like a, a current event report for English class. Um, and I'd been, I'd been used to doing that in history. We'd take like a current event and write something on it. And I, of all the classes, history was the only class I was good at. So I had a really good grade in history. I did all the extra credit. Um, and then they asked me to write, you know, an English class to write something similar. So we did like a, top, a topical issue. And I took that, that topic I took the topic of cell phones spying on you. Now, I, I think I had had a cell phone. It was like a slider phone at the time. This was like uh, 11th, 12th grade. It was actually, I think it was 12th grade. So I had like a slider phone. I didn't really, I didn't text. I didn't know anybody to text. It was just like an emergency phone. But I could take the battery out of it. And I remember I wrote this little paper. It was probably very poorly written uh, about, cell phones spying on you and about the only way that you can uh you know avoid that is by taking the battery out of them and i was just purely purely going on the memory of that news report that was on television and i'll never forget this my teacher i didn't fully fail but i came close to failing and i remember asking like i thought this was like a good topic why did i fail and she's like well that's just not true that's just impossible and now if someone would say that to me today, I'd be like, excuse me, what do you mean it's impossible? That's all that your cell phone does is listen to you, you know, other than giving you access to, to porn or access to Reddit or TikTok, which is giving access to China. 
Uh, that's all your phone does. It's just a giant spy device. It's a supercomputer that monitors everything that you do. But then I didn't have anything to, to refute that. My teacher is a, you know, she's, she's a professional. She knows, of course, that's not possible. Your cell phone couldn't listen to you, couldn't watch you, couldn't, you know, monitor what you do. Obviously, almost 10 years later and eight years uh, and a month or so after the Snowden revelations, uh, it's so commonplace, we don't think about it anymore. When I used to talk about this on radio, and, you know, I surely wasn't someone who was cutting edge in my research. I was basically, you know, providing an opinion. Uh, now it's not really so much an opinion as if I do, I've done my own research now professionally for about five, six years. But back in 2012, 2013, uh, it was more opinion-based. And, like, I don't want somebody listening to my phone calls or you know, reading my emails, I, that's, that's wrong. I don't want that. I want privacy. And I didn't, even, I didn't even understand, you know, constitutional rights at that time or human rights. I didn't understand any of that. It just it didn't seem right. And I, and I, I wasn't for it. I wouldn't have it. <laughs> so I, I, over the years, developed an understanding of why that was wrong. And I learned um, a lot of things that, you know, maybe because I was invested so much in it, it's astounding today that few people, old or young, give any consideration to that idea that their phone is listening to them, that the thing is watching you, that all your text messages, your phone calls, your emails, your internet searches, your metadata, all of it's being collected. Now, it could be collected by the, by the company and used to advertise to you. It's on their server uh, they could dump it to other companies and trade it for information, even though they say they're not, they're not, so we don't sell your information, sir. We don't sell your information, ma'am, but they trade it with other companies. They have your phone number. The other company has your address. They do a little trade. Now they have your phone number and your address. There's a lot of ways that companies can, can, can skirt the legal boundaries of, 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 uh, you know, having your personal information. And one of those is just clicking the accept in the conditions section of when you, you know, activate your phone or download an application, you know, most people just click accept and they move on. But nobody really today thinks about that. Or if they do, they just consider it a necessary evil. It's just, well, that's just how things are. They listen, they watch, they, they get all my information. I mean, like, what's, what's the big deal though? Like, what are they going to do? Advertise to me that, see, that makes my life easier when they advertise things that I, I do think I want to buy. It makes my life easier. And it's like in the last 10 years, we've lost any, any consideration for what privacy is. It's almost like privacy doesn't exist anymore. Privacy has just just evaporated. And now it's not just the National Security Agency, nor has it really ever been. Now it's countries like China. China has stolen so much data that they basically have a dossier on every single American, just like the Soviet Union used to have on their citizens. And you can say, well, China, sure, but the NSA has the same thing. Well, they do. Uh, the intelligence community has that dossier on pretty much every American, every citizen of the United States and other countries. Other countries get that information on the citizens of other countries so that they can spy on them. They can blackmail them, coerce them, you know, leaders in technology and other things. So they can steal technology. I mean, that's pretty much what China does through a lot of their uh, their foundations or their institutes like their their United Front or their Thousand Talents program, not to mention the Confucius Institutes and schools. It's not just the NSA, it's China, it's the whole world. 
It's the intelligence community pitted against you, the individual. I mean, I'd be concerned. I am concerned. And I want to share that concern with you tonight on The Secret Teachings. Right here on The Fringe FM. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Attention. You are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. So I hope most of you remember in 2013 the Snowden revelations. And maybe like myself, some of you even questioned that. Was Snowden an organic and not a synthetic situation? Did Snowden actually do it under his own consciousness and will? Or was the Snowden revelation a plant, part of some bigger psychological operation? I don't know. But I can tell you that over the last decade, about eight years, that was back in 2013, about eight, nine years, uh, people have forgotten about Edward Snowden for the most part. People have forgotten that their cell phones spy on them, listen to them, watch them, gather their emails and their internet searches and Even when you type something in and don't send it in a text message, email, internet search, it's still cataloged, it's still saved, and it could potentially be used against you in the future. It's something that Edward Snowden said, that you can go back into the past and you can kind of paint anybody as a terrorist, anybody as uh, having been a person who's done something wrong, just based on past things that they've, they've said. And you see this in media a lot, whether it's a celebrity, uh, an athlete, or a seemingly random person. You don't even know who this person is. You know, so-and-so online made a comment in 1970, you know, and it was posted online. You know, it was like a video from the 70s, and it was posted online. And, you know, they made a comment back in the 70s, and we don't, like, we don't think that's politically correct today, so they lose their job. Or they made a comment 15 years ago, you know, on Facebook. And uh, someone goes back and finds that or five years ago on Twitter and now they lose their job. And now we find out that the White House, on top of labeling anyone who has a question, an honest, legitimate question about lockdowns or election results or, uh, you know, the legitimacy of certain votes uh, and, and ballot recounts or people that just generally question COVID-19, the narrative, they are listed, according to the White House, as domestic violent extremists. That's according to the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism, published in June 2021. And just a few weeks after that, the White House shot back at what they called Republicans and conservative activists who did not want to get a vaccine. An article from Politico said that Biden 
allied groups, including the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, are planning to engage fact-checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages. The goal, according to Politico, is to ensure that people who may have difficulty getting a vaccination because of issues like transportation see those barriers lessened or removed entirely. Now, I'm not exactly sure what issues of transportation have to do with vaccine misinformation, but let's just go with it because that's what they told us to believe. The DNC and the White House would like the telecommunications companies to, in real time, monitor your cell phone, or they'll just do it for them. They want access to it so that they can determine if that text message is going to be considered misinformation or disinformation. I'm sure they'll have the cat from Snopes making a lot of these decisions. I'm sure that they'll have the Southern Poverty Law Center making a lot of these decisions. Oh, you sent the New England Journal of Medicine study. 80-plus percent of the women who got the vaccine in the first or second trimester had a quote-unquote spontaneous abortion. That's misinformation. That's disinformation. You're killing people. You're banned. And, of course, eventually what will happen is if you send too many of those text messages or emails or you say too many things like that on the phone, well, you'll just get your service cut off like they do in Pakistan. You don't get the vaccine. You don't get a cell phone. You don't get the vaccine. You don't get Internet connection. You don't get the vaccine. mm, You don't get to live your life. It's like Don Lemon said that. You don't get the vaccine. uh, Can't go to a ball game. Don't get the vaccine. Can't go to the grocery store. Don't get the vaccine, can't go to the bar, can't go to the pub, can't see your friends. Hell, even if you do get the vaccine, don't see your friends. That's what they're telling people in Australia. So they're telling people in Canada. Canada even admitted we're not keeping lockdowns going because we're concerned about COVID-19. We're keeping lockdowns going because we don't want people getting together and talking. We don't want them figuring out that it's all a scam. Or how about this? The FBI... In relation to the White House's domestic terrorism strategy, the FBI has told the public to spy on family members. This is a quote from the FBI. Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence, help prevent homegrown violent extremism, spot suspicious behaviors, and report them to the hashtag FBI. That's interesting because Facebook decided to do the exact same thing. Facebook tests feature offering resources for those worried about extremist friends. That's according to The Hill. These are just three articles here. Politico says the Biden administration and the DNC working with cell phone providers, SMS carriers, are going to, in real time, target your cellular mobile communications. Facebook is going to offer resources for those worried about quote-unquote extremist friends. And who would be an extremist friend? Maybe somebody who posts the New England Journal of Medicine report. Maybe somebody who says, 
you should take a look at these fact sheets from the FDA's website for AstraZeneca and for Johnson & Johnson and for Moderna and for Pfizer-BioNTech because the fact sheets directly tell you if you have a history of allergies or if you had a reaction to the first shot, you should not be receiving this shot. This shot is your choice. We cannot force you to take this shot. Here are the side effects, and they list the side effects, and the side effects in the fact sheet are literally worse than if you were to get COVID-19, the symptoms of which they list in the fact sheet. And universities from, I looked in Arizona at a university, for example, uh, Arizona State University, they have on their website, it's totally safe, no evidence, no blood clots, no fertility issues, it's all wonderful, take the vaccine. And uh, I called them and I asked them what the deal was with that and provided them with some information to the contrary from mainline, uh, very prestigious medical uh, journals. And they said, oh, we didn't know that, we'll get back to you. It's been a week, never got back to me, never changed it on their website, they don't care. They just want people to do what they're told. doesn't matter if it's in a conservative state like Arizona or it's in a hellhole like California. Authorities want you to do what they tell you to do when they tell you to do it. And Facebook is going to offer those resources. So if you don't like somebody's post, well, you can report them for being an extremist. And the FBI says report your family members. You're in a very good position to witness signs of mobilization to violence. What would be mobilization to violence? Kind of like those, uh, you know, the definitions of extremism on Facebook. You, you come home one day and you say, hmm, you know what? I was, really, I was thinking um, these masks didn't work the first time. Why would we wear them again? And then everybody gets real uncomfortable. And they get on their phone and they start, you know, looking up the FBI's number. I got to go call a friend. Oh my God, my son just came home and he said that the masks don't work. And if they didn't work the first time, why would we wear them again? And then they send people out and they get your son, like the UN says, the World Health Organization says, and uh, your son disappears and goes to a COVID camp like they're building in the UK and in Australia. Uh, just, just to keep you safe, just to make sure that that information isn't spreading of the, you know, the dis kind, the disinformation. So whether it's the FBI or it's Facebook or it's the DNC and the and the White House, I think a really big, uh, really big, uh, you know, solution to this, a really simple solution, is when you see people posting things like "get the vaccine, save lives," and they're just regurgitating talking points from Yale University and clinicaltrials.gov. What you do is you report them for being extremist. What you do is the next time you see somebody with a mask in public, you freak out. You freak out. You freak out. Don't let them freak out. Don't let them harass you. You freak out on them. That might be the solution. It seems to work. Emotions seem to trump fact in a postmodern world. According to the Anti-Defamation League, PayPal has partnered with the ADL. This is from the ADL's website. PayPal has partnered with the ADL to fight extremism and protect marginalized communities. Oh, they're so marginalized. Now, basically, they're going to prevent, you know, marginalized communities and people that make very little money and that might rely on PayPal. They're going to prevent them from making a living if they don't do what they're told. It's always the opposite of what they tell you it is. The ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center, Facebook, which, of course, was set up with money from uh, Google and the Central Intelligence Agency. And you know that the Facebook platform, just like, you know, all the other social media platforms, the Twitter and the Instagram, you know, these are just basically windows like Microsoft into your life, into your world. They're windows into your personal life. And, you know, I have an iMac. 
I bought a refurbished iMac maybe seven, eight months ago, and it's really streamlined what I do on radio, and I consider it a necessary evil. However, I unplug it at night. It has no connection to a power source, and it has no connection to the Internet. So even if I cover the camera, which it is covered, and leave it plugged in, the microphone can still listen to what I, to what I say. I mean, I've read things where even if you disconnect all the power, these things like your cell phone, your computer, they have an internal system that will run for the, the microphone, for the camera, so people can access it. it. It has no power connection, you know, or you think you turn the power off, but it's still, it's still activated. So I cover my camera. I unplug things at night. I keep my cell phone out of the room. Uh, I'd like to get rid of my cell phone entirely. Um, there are things that are not so practical in today's, today's world, but there are ways that you can limit exposure uh, both to the health effects, negative health effects of the phone, and also the negative health effects of your Wi-Fi system. You can unplug it, unplug your computer, put your phone in a, uh, 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 one of those privacy pouches, uh, keep your phone at home. If you go out and take a walk, no need to take your phone with you unless you're going 10 miles and you think there might be an emergency. There are, there are ways to mitigate the effects of, of the spying, of the intrusion of privacy. The problem is when people are clicking accept and when people are bringing these devices into their homes, you're willingly giving access to your private life. You're willingly giving access to your daughter or your son's room. You're giving access to your bedroom, access to your bathroom, access to your living room, access to your kitchen. You're providing companies with that access. And most of the companies that manufacture the products, that sell the products that are very intrusive, those companies might not on the surface and maybe even behind the scenes have any intention to you know, maliciously abuse your data that's in their system but depending on the situation, if the, the National Security Agency or the FBI or some other government agency requests that information, depending on the legality of it, that company is legally required to provide that information. Now, that might seem like, well, that's reasonable. The problem is, as we've seen with companies like AT&T, AT&T, this was reported in 2015 by the New York Times, AT&T helped the United States, helped the National Security Agency spy on the Internet on a vast scale. The National Security Agency's ability to spy on vast quantities of Internet traffic passing through the United States has relied on its extraordinary, decades-long partnership with a single company, the telecom giant AT&T, which also owns Cricket Wireless. According to NSA documents... The partnership with AT&T was, quote, highly collaborative, end quote. Another said that the company was extremely willing to help. AT&T's cooperation has involved a broad range of classified activities, according to the documents, which date from 2003 to 2013. AT&T has given the NSA access through several methods covered under different legal rules to billions of emails as they have flowed across its domestic networks. It provided technical assistance in carrying out a secret court order permitting the wiretapping of all Internet communications at the United Nations headquarters, also a customer of AT&T, despite the fact that for years revelations uh, have uh, been suppressed. AT&T has said we don't spy on the United Nations. 
Uh, well, the United Nations is being spied on, too, according to NSA documents. The NSA's top secret budget in 2013 for the AT&T partnership was more than twice that of the next largest such program, according to the documents. The company installed surveillance equipment in at least 17 of its Internet hubs on American soil, far more than its similarly sized competitor, Verizon. One document reminds NSA officials to be polite when visiting AT&T facilities, noting, quote, this is a partnership, not a contractual obligation, end quote. When asked about this partnership, the NSA, AT&T, and Verizon declined to discuss the findings from the files. According to AT&T, quote, we don't comment on matters of national security, but we will dump your personal information to the NSA or to anybody else who requests it or writes a big enough check. And see, the simplest way to look at this is when you go to a grocery store, you go to a retail outlet, and you go up to the register, and they say, would you like to sign up for, you know, uh, Office mem- Office Depot you know, plus or, you know, Walmart membership or whatever it is, uh, you know, a Home Depot member today, uh, when they ask you that and they say, well, we just need your address and your phone number and all that. When I worked at Office Depot, I refused to do that. And luckily, I never really got in any trouble because my manager didn't like the idea of that either. Um, but people would say to me things that I would normally say to someone at a register if they asked me that. People would say, well, don't you guys just sell that information? And I would say, and I wouldn't be quiet about it. People knew how I felt when I worked there. Um, it was at an Office Depot in Tucson, Arizona. I would say, well, they say they don't sell it, but they don't necessarily have to um, you know, sell it. They could trade it. They could give it away. There could be an accidental leak of the information. And most of the people I talked to said, yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad that I'm glad that even though you work here, you understand that and you're not asking for people's personal information. I got that a lot um, in Arizona, not so much because I had transferred when I moved from Boise, Idaho to Tucson, Arizona. I got about the same amount of people in, in Boise who would do that. I just didn't work the register as much, but I did that in Tucson. And when I would talk to people, that's would usually be their response. Um, and times I've been asked that, you know, I would always say, well, no, because you're going to sell the information. And companies have gotten smart now. They know how the public feels. So now when you go to to a business, um, my fiance and I went to a Once Upon a Child. We took my my son Fox to a Once Upon a Child just to kind of look around. Um, It's like a thrift store for kids. A lot of the stuff there is like brand new because kids grow so fast. So we go in there, we're looking around, and um, I I walked by the front counter, and there was a lady up there who was buying some clothes and uh, she, and she was talking to the cashier and the cashier said, so would you like, you know, you like to use your phone number. And before the woman could even answer, it was like, would you like to use your phone number for a discount? Oh, and we don't sell it. (laughs) And I thought that was funny. The woman's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And most people are like, yeah, sure. That's fine. No matter if they sell it or not, but companies now are, you know, they've asked for years. They've asked that question, and then they followed up immediately with a, we don't sell it, don't worry, we won't sell it. And, uh, you know, one or two times I've been I've been told that, and I say, well, you don't sell it personally, like you personally don't sell it, but your company does. Oh, no, sir, we do not sell that information. Oh, but you give it away. No, sir, we don't give it away, but you'll trade it with other companies. Oh, I don't know about that, sir. You know, Or you give it away. Well, I don't know about that, sir. Like, one guy told me one time, I don't sell it. I was like, well, you don't sell it, but this company definitely sells it. They just, it's, 
it's it's accessible to anybody. You know, your, your, your servers aren't that secure. There's big breaches from PF Changs to Lowe's to Target to, you know, hotel chains all the time. Even if you don't sell it, trade it, or give it away, it's still very vulnerable on your server in your system. I don't want you to have my personal information. So people have forgotten about privacy. We just willingly give away our data at the store for 5% off. We willingly download Chinese state-sponsored applications like TikTok, and we use them. Well, maybe you don't use them, I don't use them, but kids use them. And most parents don't know. Most parents have no idea TikTok's owned by China. Most parents have no idea that the Trump administration attempted to ban TikTok. It's owned by ByteDance which is based in Beijing. Also, the messaging app WeChat is owned by the Shenzhen-based Chinese global conglomerate Tencent. How many parents know that when they give their kids a phone, which is bad enough, let alone allow them to indiscriminately download applications that are literally giving access to foreign countries, let alone the National Security Agency? access to your your phone calls, your text messages, your internet searches, what you look at online, videos, you know, news, uh, I don't know what kids look at online or what teenagers look at online, porn, whatever. Giving access to everything, what you say when the phone's, you know, laying on your dresser gives access to everything. I mean, people hook up their bodies to it, you know, you can get the heart rate and you know, pulse and all that information just goes into a little a little folder. And whether it's the National Security Agency or it's China, someone's got a folder with all your information. With my information, too, even if I don't participate in that world of TikTok and Instagram, and, you know, there's definitely a file on me. I mean, I interviewed the head, the former head of the National Security Agency, Bill Binney. Uh, within like a week of that happening, my internet um, was was taken down, my website was taken down, and my archive was taken down. I luckily got... Um, the website back up and the internet that could have been coincidental, but you know, the archive took a while to get back up. I had to reload a lot of the shows. Maybe it was all coincidental. I just happened to interview the former head of the national security agency on, uh, you know, things like wiretapping and total information awareness and how this has been going on for decades. And, you know, just must've been coincidence. All my stuff got taken down, but then I tell people that. And like, I've told people, you know, about the spying and the, and the monitoring. And, you know, I interviewed like that's, I'm not bragging. I've just, I told someone one time I interviewed the former head of the national security agency and people just look at you like, what are you talking about? What's the national security agency? They don't even know what the national security agency is. You know, most people, they don't even, most people don't know what, what internet provider they have. You know, nobody thinks or cares about their phone, watching them or listening to them. They don't care about foreign countries like China accessing their information I mean, why would China do that anyway? Well, I mean, of, of course, China is recruiting. China is spreading disinformation and propaganda. China is attempting to influence decision makers and, and individuals. They, they, they steal technology. They, they influence teenagers on college campuses. Whether it's the United Front, which is basically a Chinese program to spread propaganda worldwide and then uh, make it seem as if that propaganda has nothing to do with the CCP. 
the Chinese Communist Party uh, or the, uh, you know, the influence of decision makers. Um, China's Thousand Talents program recruits scientists and stills technology. It's just and that's just, again, China. Um, we go back to 2013 with the Snowden revelation and it's like your cell phone text messages. Everything is gathered by these companies. And despite the fact that companies like AT&T will say, we don't comment on matters of national security, but you will take my data and you will dump it or you will provide it to the national security agency. People used to be concerned about this. Don't you remember that? Remember when people were concerned about the NSA database being constructed out there in Utah? Don't you remember people used to like be worried about that? They used to say, like, I'm not, I keep my phone away from me. I don't want anything to do with that. And people still say that today. It's just very rare. Uh, one of my friends named Jack, uh, who's been on the show many, many times as a co-host, uh, Jack has an old flip phone. And Jack barely uses his phone. And I always say, you know, good, good for you, Jack. Good for Jack not having the quote-unquote smartphone. Good for Jack. Uh, because Jack, he might not have anything to hide, but that's not the point. Jack wants privacy. Jack doesn't want to be listened to and monitored 24 hours a day. I mean, Jack is anyway because Jack's online. Jack still has a cell phone, although he can take the battery out of his phone. Those phones are almost impossible to find nowadays unless you get on with one of those AARP programs with the giant keys for the, for the for the elderly people, you really just can't find that uh, anymore. But remember when uh, the NSA was building that giant database out in Utah? Remember when, when all that came out? And I remember talking about that uh, on radio back then. And you know, it's it's funny because all these like DNA companies, like Ancestry DNA, which is a subcompany of Ancestry has a close relationship with the National Security Agency. Their headquarters is even built near the NSA data center in Utah. You know, another company, 23andMe, for example, it's located next to the headquarters of Facebook and Google. And the CEO of that company, Ann Wojcicki, is the ex-wife of Sergey Brin, who founded uh, one of the co-founders of Google. And her sister, Susan Wojcicki, is the CEO of YouTube, which is owned by Google. And then you have, you know, uh, Google was funded initially with seed money from the CIA, the NSA, the, uh, the, the DLI, the Digital Library Initiative, DARPA, NASA, and the National Science Foundation. And, and, then, and then Google, like, they have, they have this name change to Alphabet, which is just a slap in the face, because what is the CIA? What is the NSA? What is DARPA? What is NASA? What is the FBI? They're the alphabet agencies. They literally changed their name to Alphabet, a holding company of Google. And that's where their headquarters is. You know, since the onset of the 21st century, there have been nearly two dozen major and severe data breaches. These include, from 2004 to 2018 alone, Companies like Yahoo, Marriott, Adult Friend Finder, MySpace, Under Armour, Equifax, eBay, Target, Heartland, pay, uh, Payment Systems, LinkedIn, uh, TJX, AOL, MyHeritage, Sony, PlayStation, JP Morgan Chase, Tumblr, Uber, Home Depot, Facebook, uh, PF Changs. The list goes on and on and on and on. Some companies simply sell private information for extra profit. Others offer consumers a few dollars off their purchase and reassurance their phone numbers will be kept private. We don't sell that information, sir. Other companies honestly say they don't sell the information, but in these cases, that does not mean they don't trade it with another company. 
If company A has your phone number and company B has your email address, they can trade this information and honestly say, we do not sell your data. AT&T can work with the National Security Agency for at least a solid decade, be one of the most willing companies to help. According to NSA documents, the company, uh, the NSA actually lauded the company's, quote, extreme willingness to help. AT&T was just like ecstatic, just take the information, you know, like, like that meme from Futurama, take my money. AT&T's like, take my information, take their information. We don't care about our customers. And then they just pay lip service. There was a, a group of AT&T customers that claimed the NSA's tapping of the Internet violated the Fourth Amendment. federal judge, however, dismissed that portion of the lawsuit in 2015 after the Obama administration argued that public discussion of its telecom surveillance efforts would reveal state secrets damaging what are those two classical words? National security. National security. But see, the NSA has been doing this for years and years and years. They've got programs like Fairview, programs uh, that like Stormbrew is another one, which includes Verizon and the former MCI, which Verizon purchased in 2006. Fairview is predominantly uh, an association with AT&T Communications. AT&T and MCI were instrumental in the Bush administration's warrantless wiretapping programs, according to a draft report by the NSA's Inspector General. Like, you know, these are these are like declassified or leaked documents, right? And maybe they're leaked and they're not fully true. They're not fully accurate. Why? Then you have to ask the question, why would the NSA, why would the, the CIA, why would the federal government leak false information to spread disinformation? And if they were going to do that, why would they spread disinformation about your phone and the Internet being tapped? Why would they spread disinformation about the law? And about privacy, why do that? I mean, that would if you think that it's a conspiracy, that none of this is real, and a conspiracy in the sense that they're just releasing this to spread this information, you believe in something far more wild than what the NSA supposedly is doing based on these undisclosed documents. Because you believe that they're spreading this disinformation to cover for something else, which has to be absolutely outrageous if they're playing on this and making it all about privacy. In 2011, AT&T handed over uh, 1.1 billion domestic phone calls, uh, records, uh, a day to the NSA. 2006 lawsuit, uh, five years before that, a retired AT&T technician, you might remember this person, Mark Klein, claimed that three years earlier he had seen a secret room in a company building in San Francisco where the NSA had installed equipment. He claimed that AT&T was providing the NSA with access to Internet traffic with, uh, with these AT&T uh, terminals uh, and uh, what they transmit to telecommunications companies. Um, in 2008, which was about seven uh, years after 9-11, but it was seven, eight years after the, the full-scale, I'm sure they were doing it before, but the full-scale operation of the uh, warrantless illegal wiretapping by the Bush administration, Congress passed a law. In 2008, legalizing the Bush program and immunizing the telecom companies for their cooperation with it. That, you know, was one of those moments where you do something illegal, you violate the Constitution, you violate, you know, privacy. And then Congress, as a bunch of lackeys, just sign a bill, make a bill, make it a law that everything that you did then was, you know, totally legal. No problem. No worries. Now, the NSA says that. They're not really spying on you. 
they're they're looking at foreign information. And in order to get access to your information, they got to go through a FISA court and it has to be very, you know, specific and legal. But what happens when they're picking up foreign information? Well, they're going to get on those lines, especially in the United States, because most of the data, most of the information, most Internet traffic in the world goes through U.S. lines. It's going to go through those lines. The NSA is going to have access to your information if they're monitoring those lines for foreign communications. Now, I know that you'll say, you perhaps might say, some of you might not, some of you might say, if I, if I quote uh, this next individual here in an article I have from uh, the 6th of August, oh, they, were, they worked for Donald Trump, you're just a conservative. Well, let me, let me remind you of something. This program continued under the Trump administration. It continued under the Obama administration. It was operational during the Bush administration when it came out, and it was operational under Clinton and under George Bush, uh, Bush's father. Do you remember the Echelon program under Bill Clinton? Do you remember that or Carnivore with the FBI? So don't act like this is a partisan issue. Don't act like this is a political issue. This isn't a political issue. This is a privacy issue. This is a human rights issue. This isn't about, well, George Bush started it, because no, he didn't. And don't say, well, Bill Clinton started it, because no, he didn't. This has been going on a long time, and the president essentially has no hand in this whatsoever. This is what the intelligence community does. The intelligence community has access to virtually everything. Presidents sign off on it. But a former Trump deputy national security advisor, Matthew Pottinger, during a Senate Intelligence Committee hearing on Wednesday of last week, said that China was looking to use the data it had stolen from the United States and worldwide to influence and coerce anyone and everyone from political leaders to private citizens. Here's what it said. Quote, assembling dossiers on people has always been a feature of Leninist regimes. But Beijing's penetration of digital networks worldwide, including using 5G networks, has really taken this to a new level. So the party now comply, uh, compiles dossiers on millions of foreign citizens around the world using the material that it gathers to influence, target, intimidate, reward, blackmail, flatter, humiliate, and ultimately divide and conquer. Beijing's stolen sensitive data is sufficient to build a dossier on every single American adult and on many of our children, too, who are fair game under Beijing's rules of political warfare. And last month, in July 2021, the U.S. and its allies blamed China's Ministry of State Security for the massive hack against Microsoft. The Department of Justice or the Justice Department also charged members of China's intelligence agency over a separate global espionage campaign. Remember the 2017 Equifax hack exposing 145 million people? That was China, 2014. China hacked the Office of Personal Management, resulting in a theft of data from 21 million people. China's behind the Marriott hack. 500 million guests had their information stolen worldwide. China was behind the Anthem Health attack. 80 million people were affected by that. China, 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 China. And yet all we hear about is Russia, 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 Russia. And if you try to say China did it, oh no, you can't say that. That's conservative. The conservatives, the liberals, I don't care what you call them. This isn't political. This is a matter of privacy. A lot of us have forgotten about privacy. We've forgotten what privacy is, why privacy matters. I care about privacy. 
I think you should care about privacy. You should care about your own privacy and you should care about the privacy of others. What happened to the good old days where it wasn't any of your business what your neighbor was doing and it wasn't your job to turn on turn on your friends and turn in your friends on social media or someone who texts you? When's that your job or responsibility? It's not. You're just being recruited to be a minion in a system that you don't understand and have no true power in. The best way, the best solution to avoid this is to step away from it and not participate as much as possible. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Stay with us. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit others, offer processing, clips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loud measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. 
Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogi, the host of The Rogi Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogi Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Broadcasting around the world on The Fringe FM, The Fringe FM app, talk stream live and the Paranormal Radio app. If you missed any of our past shows or you'd like to listen again, visit our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive, get access to all the shows to download and stream them, and access to the montage archive on top of that, plus a digital copy of each one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. All three of those books are also available on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can buy them in digital form, physical form, and we do ship around the world. We do drop shipping for those of you who aren't interested in an autograph, or I can ship them from the studio. It just costs a little bit more in one of those flat rate envelopes to ship internationally. That's something that if you have a question about, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. When you grab a book, when you subscribe, you really do support this show, and you more than help us to stay on air. You are the reason that we stay on air. You are the reason that we are here for you night after night. And also check this out. When you subscribe for one year to the archive, you'll also get on top of everything else, you'll get a physical copy of one of my books. So it's a great deal. $50 for the whole year, the whole archive in one place, and you will get 
a physical copy of one of my books on top of the montages and the digital book. So it's a really good deal. It helps to keep us on air. Or some people just choose to do the $5 a month subscription to help us out that way. It's like a you know the price of a cup of coffee, $50 a year, is, is basically just pennies per show. And we put a lot of information into each one of these shows because if I was listening to a radio program, I don't want to just hear random opinionated talk. Sometimes that's okay. I want to hear information, hard information. I want to go look it up. I want to find something new. I want to learn something new. And sometimes we don't have to learn something new. We just have to remember something from the past. And it's been so long since it's been discussed and discussed widely that it almost becomes new. In 2013, Edward Snowden revealed that the National Security Agency had obtained direct access to Google, Facebook, Apple, and other U.S. Internet giants. This is according to secret documents obtained by The Guardian. Remember Glenn Greenwald, who is still around, still doing interviews, and publishing a lot of really great information. The NSA access was part of a program called PRISM. Remember the PRISM program? The PRISM program allowed officials to collect material, including search history, the content of emails, file transfers, live chats, etc. The program called PRISM was part of a document, a kind of like a slideshow that had been disclosed, that had been released. The document claimed that collection directly from the servers of major Internet providers was how the NSA got access to that information. The NSA access was enabled by changes to U.S. surveillance law introduced under the Bush administration and renewed under Obama in 2012. Of course, in 2008, Congress made the illegal wiretapping of the Bush administration legal. Up until that point, it had been illegal. Of course, there were no repercussions for George Bush or any members of his cabinet for violating the law, for violating the Constitution, violating the trust of citizens. You know, people didn't like George Bush that much, especially toward the end of his presidency, but they loved Barack Obama despite the fact that he did the same thing and arguably worse. Donald Trump did a handful of good things, but ultimately carried out these same programs, did not stop them, although he did attempt to stop foreign interference in the lives of civilians and government workers. He attempted to block and ban TikTok, which is a Beijing-based application. Uh, The TikTok application, if you did not know this, TikTok is owned by the Beijing-based ByteDance The application WeChat is also owned by the Shenzhen-based Chinese global conglomerate Tencent. Of course, that was considered, you know, whatever words will stick if you throw enough of them. It was considered racist, bigoted, isolationist. You know, who doesn't want China watching what you do on TikTok? Who doesn't want China gathering all of your information and data? Who doesn't want China through their united front? 
or thousand talent program collecting information on individuals worldwide recruiting scientists and stealing intellectual property stealing technology who doesn't want china spreading propaganda to influence decision makers and people in the general public worldwide who doesn't want confucius institutes on college campuses influencing malleable sponge-like youth with communist marxist ideology where do you think all of it comes from you can thank the dragon of the east and if you say that oh that's racist it's bad you can't say that about china china's good china good we love china china's been working with big tech china's been working with the telecommunications companies hell the white house in their report on domestic terrorism strategy for countering domestic terrorism call people who question lockdowns and elections domestic violent extremists for questioning something meaning that to think something is an act of violence kind of like using the wrong pronoun is an act of violence there's another name for that it's called mind control there's an orwellian term for that it's called the thought police when you make thoughts, in essence, illegal. When you make people feel as if they have nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. They're not safe anywhere. And perhaps that's one of the reasons that the National Security Agency or other intel agencies are kind of in a way comfortable with the public knowing that they spy on them, that they listen, that they gather that data. Perhaps that's all Snowden was. Or perhaps Snowden was legit, but perhaps Snowden was kind of like a plant. He was kind of, uh, you know, a useful, uh, I don't think he's an idiot, but he kind of like a useful idiot. They used him, or at least Snowden's a very intelligent man, very smart guy, but they used Snowden and they used what Snowden did to their advantage. They used it to terrify the public so that no matter where you are and what you're doing, you are being watched by Big Brother. And, you know, people in 2013, uh, you know, would call into radio or email me, and they, some people liked it. They said, I feel better being spied on. I, and I don't know if that's delusional or if they're joking, but some people, a couple people like that. Most people say, no, uh, that's not okay. That's not acceptable. Other people say, well, the NSA really can't do that because of the FISA courts and they make sure that the NSA is kept in in place. And obviously, that's not the case. None of that has happened. Um, The the system has run beyond out of control. Uh, The prison program that Snowden unveiled, among other things, facilitated extensive in-depth surveillance on live communications and stored information. So it wasn't just data. It was also live communication disclosure of the prison program followed a leak to the guardian newspaper of a top secret court order compelling telecom provider verizon to turn over telephone records of millions of u.s customers unlike the collection of call records this surveillance can include the content of communications and not just the metadata you know that was another thing people said in 2013 well they're just collecting metadata They don't really have access to everything you typed, everything you wrote. Well, they gather the pieces and then they put it together. Prism included Microsoft. Microsoft, at the time in 2000, 
And uh, when this article was was published eight years ago, 2013, Microsoft was running a campaign that said, quote, your privacy is our priority. They allowed the NSA to begin collecting data in 2017, followed by Yahoo in 2008, Google, Facebook, and PalTalk in 2009, YouTube in 2010, Skype and AOL in 2011, and finally Apple in 2012. Now, companies are legally obliged to comply with requests for users' communications under U.S. law, but the PRISM program allowed intelligence services direct access to servers. Now, people had been concerned, senators had been concerned in particular, about the renewal of the FISA Amendments Act in 2012 because of the surveillance and what that might allow for the intelligence agencies to do. The defense for the program was that FISA has to issue a warrant to be able to obtain this information. Otherwise, it's really just being, you know, the NSA is using their systems to just monitor foreign traffic and they accidentally pick up some domestic traffic and they don't worry, they're, they're just pushing it off to the side. But remember when the Snowden revelations occurred, um, it wasn't just prism. It was, you know, things like NSA workers were using the systems to spy on their partners to make sure they weren't cheating on them. They were using the systems to, to spy on family members uh, just for petty things. I mean, these are just people that work for the intelligence community using the billion trillion dollar systems to make sure their partner wasn't cheating on them. What do you think the government as a whole is doing with those systems? The data that the NSA was able to connect, uh, collect and make connections with through the prison prison program included email, video, voice chat, photos, voice over IP, Skype, for example, file transfers, social networking details, and more. Microsoft, Google, Yahoo, Facebook, PalTalk, YouTube, Skype, AOL, and Apple, all of them essentially dumping their information uh, to the NSA, giving access to their servers. When the NSA reviews a communication, it believes further merits, uh, you know, merits further investigation. It calls for a report to be compiled uh, from 2012. Um, this was, you know, obviously a while ago, nine years ago. In 2012, there were uh, tens of thousands of reports that were compiled. Nowadays, with the White House saying that questioning lockdowns and vaccines, et cetera, is a domestic, a domestic violent extremism, uh, questioning elections is an act of DVE. And, uh, you know, newspapers reporting uh, from Politico to uh, even, not even, not even newspapers, Twitter, the FBI says that you should spy on your family members back in July. Facebook is giving users the ability to report friends and family for what they call extremism. Of course, the Politico article that came out in July of 2021 said that the Biden administration and the Democratic National Committee are planning to engage fact checkers aggressively, working with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages. So there's a lot of things here to be worried about. And the root source of most of these problems are the cell phones, are the Internet connections that we make, are our computers. 
And no matter what the intelligence agencies say, no matter what the supporters of those agencies say, no matter if they're Republican or Democrat, as if that has any matter whatsoever, you can go back to Echelon and Carnivore, or you can come up to the present time more so with Prism, or, I mean, hell, th- did you, you probably knew about this. You know about the Pegasus revelations? Here's another article from The Guardian. Edward Snowden calls for spyware trade ban amid Pegasus revelation. Uh, that was July 19th, just a few weeks ago. This Pegasus project. Pegasus project allows for the collection through mobile phones, basically data harvesting, of emails, texts, contact books, location data, photos, and videos. All can be extracted, and a phone's microphone and camera can be activated to covertly record the user. NSO uh, NSO group manufactures and uh, sells to government advanced spyware, uh, what they call Pegasus. This Pegasus um, project a journalistic investigation by a consortium of international media organizations did this investigation, and they found that Pegasus can collect all of this data. The consortium analyzed a leaked data set of 50,000 phone numbers that it believed, uh, it is believed, rather, were identified as belonging to persons of interest to NSO customers. Forensic analysis of a sample of the mobile phones found dozens of cases of successful and attempted Pegasus infections. Of course, Pegasus is, from what I've read, and maybe I'm wrong about this, Pegasus is an Israeli uh, company, basically. It's like an Israel. it's not a company, but it's an, it, it, like a conglomerate. It's like a, a, a project. It's an Israeli project. The NSO group says it takes ethical considerations seriously, is regulated by export control regimes of Israel, Cyprus, and Bulgaria, and only sells to vetted government clients. But its customers have included repressive regimes, including Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and Azerbaijan. I would imagine China's probably involved in that to some degree as well. I mean, China doesn't need Pegasus. Why does China need Pegasus when China has the Dragonfly program? Remember that? Dragonfly. Dragonfly Project's internet search engine prototype created by Google, designed to be compatible with China's state censorship provisions. Who needs Pegasus? When you've got Dragonfly. Now, of course, for some reason, people aren't concerned about this as much anymore. You don't really hear people concerned about spying, about their phone calls, text messages, live voice and video chats. What they type and delete, metadata, pictures, etc., 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 People were more concerned in 2013 with the PRISM and Snowden, as they're called, revelations. People aren't as concerned nowadays. In 2018, though, it was revealed that Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York City, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. each has an AT&T facility containing networking equipment that transport large quantities of Internet traffic across the United States and the world, including NSA documents, public records, interview with several former AT&T employers. Um, All this information coming together indicates that the buildings are central to an NSA spying initiative that has for years monitored billions of emails, phone calls, and online chats passing across U.S. territory. Exactly what the New York Times reported in 2015, AT&T helped U.S. spy on Internet on a vast scale, according to NSA documents. 
They described the relationship as, quote, highly collaborative, while another lauded the company's, quote, extreme willingness to help. NSA, AT&T, collaboration. So PRISM in 2013, further confirmation that the NSA has worked with AT&T specifically in 2015, had been working with them for years, and AT&T of all the companies was eager to assist the National Security Agency. Recent reports of the Pegasus project, Pegasus spyware, coming out of The Guardian, Edward Snowden called for the spyware trade to be banned amongst the Pegasus revelations. And of course, other programs like Dragonfly, which is a prototype internet search for the Chinese Communist Party. You can thank Google for developing that. Probably one of the same types of, you know, series of algorithms they use for uh, internet searches in the United States because you can't find a lot of information on election fraud or Hillary Clinton or the Democratic Party. It's really hard to find things that are factual but have been buried by a Google search engine that is effectively the Dragonfly program operating perhaps under a different name in the United States. They're just using the same form of internet firewall and censorship by claiming that conspiracy theories are rampant, misinformation is rampant. So Google needs to censor. The White House and telecommunications companies need to censor on a, on a user level. You texting somebody, something that the government doesn't like, something that telecommunications companies doesn't like. Well, guess what? You get banned. And if you don't get your vaccine in Pakistan, they'll just turn your phone off. And guess what? You'd say something the government doesn't like even after you've played ball for years. Well, you might just get your phone turned off. Maybe you'll never be able to have a phone again after two or three strikes. There's at least eight cities where AT&T is operating with the National Security Agency to collect emails, phone calls, and online chats just in U.S. territory. And that's a little bit different than the prison prison revelations where it was all about foreign communications, but the U.S. domestic communications were being included in that. But then companies were also just turning over their servers to the NSA. Now with uh, Pegasus, Pegasus has allowed even more direct control over emails, text messages, contact books, location data, photos, videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, confirming once again that secret programs, spyware, Pegasus can infect a mobile phone and harvest its information by turning on the phone's microphone and camera to covertly record the user. This is all 100% confirmed And this is just government spyware. This is maybe even more advanced, certainly more advanced than the PRISM program. Because PRISM was at least going to the providers of the services to get the information, threatening them, coercing them, some companies like AT&T willingly participating. Pegasus has allowed direct infection of your device, not the server, of the device to collect that data. And now that's what the DNC and the White House want to do. They want access to the device to censor you in real time to do what a dragonfly search engine could only do if you were looking for information. But they all work together. 
because now you can't even find the information through the search engine. And with more censorship online and people that say things that certain people don't like, they'll be taken off Twitter and PayPal because the ADL doesn't like what you said or the Southern Poverty Law Center or the cat from Snopes doesn't like it. So they'll fact check and they'll block you and ban you and censor you. And if you want to have a cell phone or a social media account, you'll have to do exactly what they say when they tell you. And if you don't do it, well, guess what? You go offline. And that's part of the way that you've created this system and have pushed people who don't want to participate or who have problems with it into a sub-reality. Well, they're living in actual reality, actually. The rest of the people that are in the system, participating in the system, are being uploaded into a digital sub-reality. The rest of us are in reality still. And we try to use these systems like microphones and, and, and electronic boards and computers to communicate to others to get the word out of what's happening. One other thing that probably should be mentioned is that in 2013, when the PRISM program came out, it was announced. There's that interesting Katy Perry album that came out. Remember that album came out just a few months later? That album was called PRISM. Released by Capitol Records October 18, 2013. We know there's an interesting connection between the entertainment industry, big technology, the intelligence community, which was heavily involved in Woodstock and with countless bands. And none of this has dissipated or gone away. It happens today in 2021. Entertainment, intelligence, counterintelligence, it's all part of the same system. From the Prism Revelations to Katy Perry's Prism album that came out a few months later, to Pegasus, to Dragonfly, to secret NSA rooms where people listen and spy on what you do, phone calls, emails, online chats, everything. The Pegasus program, infecting your phone on a user level like the DNC and White House want to do, collecting text messages, emails, contact books, photos, videos, location data, and activating your phone's microphone and camera to covertly record you. Your smart TV does it. Your smart meter allows for easier access to the home. All the quote-unquote smart devices are spy devices that give Big Brother a look into your home like Sauron at the top of the mountain looking for you, watching you, recording you, gathering information on you to create a Stalinist, Maoist, communist dossier on every single American, every single person to blackmail, to coerce, and to manipulate. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. 
check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. It's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. 
This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. China has stolen enough data from U.S. citizens, technology companies, universities, government, etc., 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 to compile what amounts to a Leninist, Stalinist, Maoist, Communist dossier on every single American, or at least that's the headline from Fox News on August 6, 2021. According to former Trump Deputy National Security Advisor Matthew Pottinger, China has assembled dossiers on every American. The party now compiles dossiers on, quote, millions of foreign citizens around the world using the material that it gathers to influence, target, intimidate, reward, blackmail, flatter, humiliate, and ultimately divide and conquer. Pottinger said, quote, Beijing's stolen sensitive data is sufficient to build a dossier on every single American adult and on many of our children, too, who are fair game under Beijing's rules of political warfare. Now, I quoted a former Trump deputy national security advisor, and I know that that will upset people. You can't quote people that worked with Donald Trump. Well, I'm not really concerned about that. What I'm concerned with is whether or not you agree or disagree with what this man says. The reality is what he said is true, but it's not just China. It's our own country. It's our own intelligence services. It's the company that you support when you go buy a pair of shoes, when you go buy a burrito, when you order a pizza. From the local level and little tiny companies that you wouldn't think that collect your data, that collect your information, that put it online, that put it on the cloud, that make it vulnerable to hackers, vulnerable to intelligence agencies, to the big corporations that willingly work with intelligence companies, like AT&T, that has had a partnership for over a decade with the NSA and has willingly participated in dumping user data to the NSA, despite the fact that AT&T says we don't comment on matters of national security. AT&T has worked with the NSA officially and unofficially to dump that data, to dump that information. Now, many of you remember, I hope that you remember, in 2013, the revelations from Edward Snowden were revealed to the world and to in part, a stunned U.S. citizenry. Edward Snowden revealed that the National Security Agency was monitoring, was listening, was watching average citizens. 
Their programs were not just meant to collect foreign information, foreign data, but as a result of collecting that data using a lot of the same lines, the NSA was able to collect data on Americans and keep that information. The NSA also used their systems to spy directly on American citizens. Whether that's an agency policy or it's an individual at the NSA spying on their girlfriend or boyfriend. Systems have been abused. As Glenn Greenwald wrote in 2013, based on a document called PRISM, US 984XN, or the SIGAD used most in the NSA reporting overview, the PRISM collection manager, the PRISM program facilitated extensive in-depth surveillance on live communications and stored information. The PRISM program allowed for collection of information on emails, video and voice chat, photos, file transfer, social networking, and more, including voice over IP like Skype. The PRISM program involved companies like Microsoft, which was the first company to begin dumping information to the NSA, going all the way back to 2007. Google, Yahoo, Facebook, YouTube, Apple, AOL, and PalTalk all provided email, chats, videos, photos, stored data, IP, voiceover, like Skype again, file transfers, video conferencing, notifications of target activity, login information, online social networking details, and special requests, all of it given to the National Security Agency. And what they couldn't get done indirectly or by skirting legalities directly, they got done through FISA courts. In 2015, just two years after the Snowden revelations, AT&T and the NSA that had this big partnership was exposed by a New York Times article. The NSA documents, according to the Times, said that the company had extreme willingness to help. AT&T's cooperation involved a broad range of classified activities, according to the documents, which date from 2003 to 2013. AT&T has given the NSA access through several methods, of covered under, uh, several methods covered under different legal rules to billions of emails as they have flowed across its domestic networks. It provided technical assistance in carrying out a secret court order permitting the wiretapping of all Internet communications at the United Nations headquarters, which is also a customer of AT&T, and their budget with AT&T, with this partnership, is bigger than any other program. Fairview, one of the oldest programs, one of the biggest programs. Another one is Stormbrew, which includes Verizon and MCI. It was through Fairview and Stormbrew, AT&T and MCI, that were instrumental in the Bush administration's warrantless wiretapping programs going all the way back to 2001. And that's according to a draft report by the NSA's Inspector General. Not to mention... That in 2008, the illegal wiretapping was made legal by Congress. So a lot of people go back in time and they point to George Bush and they say George Bush did it. You might have forgot about Echelon and Carnivore under the Clinton administration. Going back to the first Bush administration. 
You might have forgot that Obama renewed in 2012 the illegal wireless uh, communication monitoring. Renewed the wiretapping of a warrantless nature. You may remember just a few years ago the Trump administration did very little to nothing to stop this collection of information. If anything, from the outside looking in, it looks like the Trump administration escalated the collection of information in the United States. Previous administrations have been looking to the outside for foreign communication collection. Domestic communication collection had just become a victim in the crossfire. Now, it's not just foreign. It's not just domestic. It's both. And China, far outside of our NSA, China alone has infiltrated universities, government agencies, corporations, etc. Gathering, collecting, putting things into little folders, making sure they've got information on virtually everybody who's anybody and anybody who's nobody. Information on everyone. And while China does that, Facebook has features now so that you can report extreme friends. The FBI wants you to spy on family members. And the White House and DNC, who consider people who question lockdowns, pandemic narratives, and of course election results, as the Democrats never have done something like that for four years, they consider those people domestic violent extremists. So simply for thinking and asking a question, that's violent. Like mispronouncing somebody or misgendering somebody. That's violence, they say. What it is, is mind control. What it is, is a group, think, hive, mind program. What it is, is thought policing. The DNC and the Biden administration are planning to engage fact-checkers to work with SMS carriers directly to, quote, dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages, end quote, according to Politico. PayPal's also partnered with the ADL to fight extremism. They want to help protect marginalized communities by censoring predominantly marginalized communities. Southern Poverty Law Center, ADL, and the cat from Snopes. They just want to make sure you have access to good information. But it wasn't just the PRISM program. It wasn't just AT&T's willingness to cooperate with the NSA. In 2018, it was revealed that Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York City, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. all had facilities, AT&T facilities, that is, containing networking equipment that transports large quantities of Internet traffic across the United States and world, and that according to classified NSA documents, public records, and interviews with several former AT&T employees, those networking equipment sites were central The buildings were central to the National Security Spying Initiative that has collected and monitored billions of emails, phone calls, online chats, etc. passing over U.S. lines where most internet traffic passes. 
Now, in 2021, we see that Edward Snowden is back in the news again over the Pegasus revelations. Pegasus, or the Pegasus Project, was investigated by a journalistic consortium of international media organizations into the NSO group and its clients that manufacture and sell advanced spyware, what they call Pegasus, that rather than going through traffic lines, internet lines, and going directly through AT&T, Verizon, etc., go directly to the mobile phone to harvest the information, collecting texts, contact books, location data, photos, and videos. Phone, microphone, and cameras can be activated through this infection on your phone through this system called Pegasus. Spyware. On a user level, just like the DNC and the Biden White House want to do on a user level. But it's not just Pegasus. It's also just the Internet in general. Google has worked with the Communist Party of China to create a search engine that would censor what the Chinese Communist Party does not want their citizens to see. It's a firewall program. It's called Dragonfly. And from the PRISM project to AT&T's public willingness to help, public because it's mainline news that AT&T willingly works with the NSA, to the data centers that AT&T utilizes to support the NSA spying initiatives, to the Dragonfly program that Google has developed for China, to the Pegasus revelation. With all of this happening, so few of us have any concern over privacy anymore because it's become so normalized. Yeah, we know that they listen. Yeah, we know that we're being spied on. Yeah, we know that things... You know, we could we could have more privacy, but, you know, with more privacy, it just means that more and more people are going to be affected by my privacy. You know, we could stop terrorism. We could we could stop terrorism if we if we just gave access to all of our information. Of course, that doesn't work, does it? Didn't work after 9-11, did it? Now they want not only access to your information, they want access to your phone. They want access to your thoughts. So there's nothing you can do in private. There's nothing you can do in your home without somebody watching and listening to you. And now they just sell it as, well, we could advertise to you better and, you know, sell you things that we might see around your home with your camera. We didn't we didn't know that you liked. There's one article, I think it was from The Atlantic, and they were like, we didn't know that you liked Will Smith. We see a, a T-shirt there with Will Smith's face on it. We didn't know you liked Will Smith. Here's an advertisement for Independence Day. Here's an advertisement for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
A lot of people think that's funny. They think it's cute. They're like, oh, look, they're advertising directly to me. That's fun. Now I don't have to see ads for things I don't want. Now I can see ads for things I don't need. It's wonderful. I love being spied on. I love being listened to. I have nothing to hide. Which is precisely the reason you should have privacy. Precisely the reason you should keep things secret. Because you have nothing to hide. If that doesn't make sense, consider this. What did Edward Snowden say almost a decade ago? Edward Snowden said they can use the system to go back in time to find things that you said or did in the past and use them to paint you as a villain, as a criminal in the present. And that is exactly what the system has been doing. They are using the system to go back in time and to find things that you said or that you did in the past and use them to turn you into a criminal in the present. That is also what authoritarian regimes in general do. In particular, that's what communist regimes do. They collect dossiers on every single citizen, like the Soviet Union and the KGB famously had, and they use that information to intimidate you, blackmail you, humiliate you, or to flatter you, to reward you. They don't just use honey traps. They don't just use, you know, incentives to to come work for the bad guys. They just use your information and your data. Now, there's a solution to all of this. The solution is, you hear this word mitigation all the time, mitigate your exposure to your phone and to the internet. Mitigate your exposure to your information and its relationship to the outside world. Limit your exposure to the Trojan horses that are faster internet speeds. More applications that are just fun and cool to use, like TikTok, which is owned by ByteDance, based in Beijing. Learn that everything isn't about politics. That if you say, I don't think we should use TikTok, it's a Chinese app. And it steals your photos and your videos, and it collects information on you. And then you go to the Confucius Institute universities, and they pump your head full of propaganda, pumped out by China. From the United Front to the Thousand Talents program to the Confucius Institute, to brainwash the youth, to demand the overthrow of freedom, and the installation of oppression, because the old order has to be done away with. That's, that's postmodernism queer theory. Anything that's, that's big and, 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 and normal, anything that's I don't want to be a part of, needs to be destroyed. Just perpetual chaos, perpetual destruction. Hopefully a lot of you remember the Snowden revelations. You remember Prism. You remember Katy Perry put out an album not too long after that called Prism. You know how well the intelligence community works with the music industry. Woodstock is a wonderful example. 
You can read Dave McGowan if you want to learn more about that. Or you can read people like Mark Devlin if you want to read more about that. How the intelligence agency works through the entertainment industry. How the Pentagon works through Hollywood. How the NSA has been spying on you through your provider, through AT&T. Who's been willing to help. The AT&T company has actually developed, they have created facilities that directly connect to the NSA to support the NSA and their spying efforts. Google has willingly created a censorship engine called Dragonfly for China. It's pretty much what's being used in the United States now. Edward Snowden is back in the news calling for spyware trade to be banned amidst the Pegasus revelation that doesn't just get access to your information through third parties or through the, you know, the, the, the direct access to the servers of the company that you use. It allows, through spyware, what they call Pegasus, to infect your phone and harvest the information at a user level, including turning on the microphone and camera. Now you can't take the battery out. Now you can't turn that off. Access to the phone directly, whether it's through Pegasus or through some other system, some other project, is exactly what the DNC wants to do, according to Politico. Use direct user interfaces as a means to censor you in real time as you type, as you text, to block the text, to block the message, to block the email, to block the post. Hardcore, firewall, dragonfly censorship. I think that you should be concerned about your privacy. Not because you have something to hide, but because you have nothing to hide. And if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing you're worried about, you should absolutely protect your privacy. Because anything can be used against you. Anything and everything can be used against you to paint you as something that you're not based on something that is out of context that you might have done or said 15 or 20 years ago. This is how communism controls. This is how authoritarians control. This is how psychopaths control. This is what happens when you have intelligence agencies and you have uh, governments and you have people that are on a power trip. This is how they control. Be aware of this. And I didn't have time to get into it tonight, but that bombing of the AT&T building in Nashville probably had something to do with all this as well. Some people said it had to do with the Dominion voting software. I don't know if that's true. But it might have had something to do with all of this as well. Just remember about Big Brother. Don't forget about Big Brother. Big Brother didn't get any older. Big Brother is right here, watching you like Sauron, listening to you, reading your emails and text messages, and watching you through your camera. Cover the camera. Turn your phone off. Unplug things from the wall. Mitigate the plague that is your invasion of privacy. The invasion of the Fourth Amendment. The invasion of your thoughts. Do not allow people to control your thoughts. Don't allow the thought police to mitigate your freedom. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And this is not a conservative radio show. This isn't a political radio show. 
Our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. Please go to the website, grab a copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, or Food Philosophy. You get all three of those books digitally with with access to the archive, the montages, and a physical copy if you subscribe for one year. But when you subscribe to the archive, you get access to all of that. It supports the show and it supports you and it helps to keep us on air to support the network here on the Fringe FM. Hope that you stay safe. Hope that you stay informed. Hope you stay healthy. Email me at rdgable at yahoo.com and we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.